0: Welcome back to the Dichotomy Diaries. I'm your host, Amanda Arnier and believe it or not, this is episode 11. You guys are not gonna believe me when I tell you this, but today is the first time that I've gotten my nails done since my wedding in June, 2022. It's been a slow start getting back into self-care. Over the course of the last few months, I felt like I wanted to go do something nice for myself. But I would talk myself out of it because I'm so used to going without in terms of needs versus wants. Today, I finally felt like I deserved it. Like I needed to do something nice for myself. It's sad to say that honestly, I just, I would always talk myself out of it. Like, truthfully, I don't even know why, but... The realization that the manipulation lingers is scary. You know the idea of an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other? Well, when you've been abused and manipulated by a person for so long, the devil actually becomes that person. And it takes a lot of intentional effort to remove their voice entirely. But it is possible. So let's go back. Dick and I are coming off the high of Christmas, which was filled with a lot of love, positivity, and hope. We had some good conversations, but now we're going to visit his father who has crossed this like imaginary line in my mind. And to be honest, this is a core memory. This may be the very point in our relationship timeline that it all goes to complete shit. So let's dive in. So where I left off last time, we were on our way back from his mom's house where we had spent Christmas and we're driving home and all of a sudden he like veers off the side of the road and he's like, I have to talk to my dad and I'm like my stomach dropped honestly because one I don't want to like see his dad his dad has been basically like an asshole and I feel like if I'm around him like I'm not gonna say nice things and so I almost was like I'll just wait in the car but he was like no I want you to come in with me and like letting him know I'm uncomfortable and he's like it's gonna be okay he's putting off this very like you know we're a team like united front so I was like okay this feels good because he's never like that so we pull up to his dad's house and his we're like getting out of the jeep and his dad opens the door and he's like hey guys and he was really like it was like nothing was wrong so nobody else was home So like his stepmom wasn't there it was just his dad which I thought was kind of weird too because I thought that the whole reason like that we couldn't come there initially was because of the stepmom and like I I felt like we were kind of interrupting his day because it was like a few days that it was probably like the 20s it was probably the 27th and apparently the whole time we'd been driving home he had been texting his dad and I didn't know about it and his dad was like okay come over like your stepmom isn't here. We can talk. Okay, fine. So we walk in. Like, very, like, surface level conversation. How was Christmas? Okay. You know, say something like, oh, it was great. Like, at my mom's house. And he, like, rolls his eyes. Because he's very, like, passive aggressive about anything with with Dick's mom. So let me just, like, set the scene. He's, like, he gestures to, like, the living room. And he's, like, you guys, here, take a seat on the couch. And he pulls up a chair. Like, directly across from the couch and I'm like this is so weird like it's a l-shaped sectional why wouldn't you just sit on the couch next to us but he was like he pulled up the chair and he sat down like all proper and he was like all right so what you know what's up and dick is holding my hand we're sitting next to each other and he's like well I just want to talk about the fact that we couldn't come over. Like, I'm confused about that. So maybe you can like explain a little bit. And he's like, oh, dick, like, where do I begin? Just being like pompous right off the bat. And he's like, well, first off, your stepmom doesn't feel comfortable with you in the house. And I'm like already getting like agitated. I'm like, oh my fucking like, why? You know? And He's like, okay, why? What what did I do that would make her feel not comfortable? And he first said, well, obviously the strangulation felony. But then he said, but that's not it. You've been really aggressive in the past at family functions when you've been over here before. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he mentioned, his dad mentioned like this time when he was at some kind of thing maybe it was like for a funeral or a birthday or something and he Dick was there with his ex-wife and maybe they were playing like cards or a game or something and he got really fucking agitated and like slammed his fist on the table freaked out like left like the room whatever room they were in and it was just like kind of shocking like you know how he gets like really abruptly loud and I'm like okay that doesn't seem like in that so, mind you, it's, like, when he was with his ex-wife, which is, like, nine years prior. Why, like, what the fuck? Why, why all of a sudden... Yeah, like, why all of a sudden are you... Why are you just now bringing that up when that's something that's completely apparently unbeknownst to him? Yeah, like, why wasn't it talked about then? Why is it such a shock to Dick that, like... Has he visited or been around for the holidays prior to meeting you
1: and been around his stepmom and now all of a sudden she's changing her mind does does it make you feel like does this have anything to do with me or this is another situation where there's a female around I don't want him to get the same way as he did before with his ex-wife
0: those are all good questions because as far as I know he had brought like one or two girlfriends to his mom's house or fiance's, whatever, to his mom's house for a holiday, I don't know if they ever stopped by the dad's. And I don't know if it was, like, a correlation, like, oh, him dick around, like, women, like, is uncomfortable. Like, maybe it was. I'd never thought about that, but. Because maybe that's where his, like, I have to be alpha
1: male. and Maybe. I get really competitive or something like that. And he probably isn't like that when there's not a female around or something like that. I don't know. Maybe
0: that's what they, I I honestly just, you know, even from day one meeting them both, the the dad and the stepmom, I just felt like they were keeping him at like arm's length and like it was very not warm and it was like they really didn't want anything to do with him. They were listening when we would talk and he would talk, but it was kind of like taking everything with a grain of salt kind of vibe. So like he says that and Dick was like, okay, valid, I understand that, but that was also nine years ago. I don't even remember it, so I couldn't have been that angry. And so I think that that's just taken a little bit out of context. And so he really had thought about this conversation and we had talked about it even before getting to his mom's house about what he wanted to say to his dad in regards to feelings. Because his dad's very transactional, they talk like they're bros, like they're doing business, and there's never any discussion of like emotions and feelings, which I think is like, we talked about is like the thing that was lacking there and he was like well it really makes me feel sad that you wouldn't say I want my son around for Christmas. Who said this direct like did you cut him off or was there like a I pause? didn't say it he said it. Oh. And so I was actually like very proud of him in that moment because again this is the first time I'm hearing him say anything about feelings to his dad and his dad was like Which in hindsight kinda of made you feel like okay he feels strong enough, we're a team. Yeah, he he's needs me by his side
1: to muster up the courage to do. Right. Like things.
0: I felt like I was like teaching him like better communication skills. And I felt like through my family experiencing that, he was realizing that like maybe things were not as okay as he thought they were with his. So he says that and and Dick was like, okay, like valid, whatever, all this stuff. He's like, well, I would like to apologize to my stepmom. So if I can have that opportunity, he's like, because I, I want to be able, he's like, dad, I want to be able to have a relationship with you where I can come and spend the holidays. And I don't feel like I'm a complete stranger in this house. And like his dad, like cut him off and like clasped his hands And was like, well, let's just, like, cut to the chase here, guys. And so now he's addressing me, too. And I was already, like, on, like, alert. Because I'm getting uncomfortable with just the way he's sitting, let alone. So did that make you feel like, okay, he was,
1: that was already, like, a lot to take in. And then you're like, wait, there's more? Like, yeah, he was beating
0: around the bush. And now we're going to get the the gist of what's really going on? 100%. And he is like, I don't know he He goes, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing with your life. And so this is a Mormon man, a Mormon, like a very devout Mormon. Oh,
1: he actually said the F word?
0: Yeah. Wow. And I was like, okay, it's like that. So because the wife's not around and no one else is around. Did you think like, wow, okay, now it makes sense where Dick gets his hypocrisy kind of? A a little bit because I, I really was just kind of like, this is fucking wild that he's talking to us, me, like this. I don't really get what the fuck you guys are doing. You're just gallivanting around the country on a road trip. And, like, do you even have a job? He literally, like, gestures to me. And he goes, I thought you graduated from law school. And I was like. You guys, I wish you could see the gesture that she just made. That was uh, so disrespectful. I, I was like, I did. Thank you. I'm like, I have a master's. In HR and employment law, what does that... I said, and also, so this is when I actually started talking because he was like, you're just gallivanting around the country. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. How do you make money? All of this stuff. So I like step in and like I'm squeezing his hand because I told him I wouldn't talk, with them. I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, so us gallivanting around the country was actually us being a little bit more like forward thinking in the fact we wanted to move. And instead of just, like, making a rash, like, super spontaneous decision, we wanted to try out places that maybe we wanted to live before we decided to sign a year lease. Which I think, dad, is, like, mature thinking. Mm -hmm. And then I said, and also, we have a business. I said, I incorporated an S-corp. now you feel like you have to explain yourself when you owe him nothing at this point. And I'm like, we have a consulting firm and we consult online talent, like online, you know, creators. And like, I wasn't going to say OnlyFans or whatever, but online. And I'm like, and we're doing really well because at that point we were bringing on new clients and making a lot of money. And he really didn't say anything back to that. It was more so like a nod and like a "Mm mm-hmm. Like, so do you think that like if he
1: was probably thinking in his mind, like, All right, if she's with Dick, then she's got to have the same mentality and nothing he says sticks and everything that he says
0: never, he never sees through. Yeah, I do think that. And I think that that now in hindsight is crazy because I thought that me as a whole would would, being with me would validate him more and that his family would look at him different. But actually how they view him is so strong that it actually discredited everything I've accomplished that makes complete sense actually and I never ever 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 thought about that and even to go a little bit deeper into that right that's how everybody viewed me not just him I didn't no Um, not that people know me very closely but like right acquaintances they're like no
1: I can completely understand where you would think that and in hindsight looking back at it That would actually make a lot of things fall into place, making sense. Because you're probably sitting here thinking, like, why is he questioning my degrees? Why is he questioning if I have a job? But he knows what his son is like. He He knows knows that he's, like, a liar, and so maybe I'm lying, right? Well, either that or he found who could possibly, if they're really that intelligent, fall for his bullshit or fall for his antics and not see right through it. If you're really that smart, when in turn you didn't at the time know how deep it really went yeah you know what I'm saying I just didn't realize you just thought you were helping him to to be better because you have had those moments with with him where you knew he didn't you know appreciate his past and he wanted to turn a new leaf essentially and you were helping him do that but everyone else was looking at you like she must be just as bad
0: yeah or just stupid but in this moment right we're talking and he sees me getting heated and now i'm defending us both and i think that i said something along the lines of like and i'm like this offends me or something and i said you know like we're here because i have a very good relationship with my family and we talk about feelings and to me i don't think that my husband feels that you are father like you're not like being a dad and so he kind of like goes into like this let me tell you a story kind of vibe. And he's like, listen, I was this this age when I decided that I was, you know, I was going to move out. And what did I want to do? Like, did I want my parents to check in on me every day? No, I was, you know, 18 and I didn't want to hear from them. He's like, my parents never called me when I moved out of the house and all this stuff. And it's like, because that's how he grew up and what he wanted out of his life. He basically just like copied and pasted it onto dick and was like well that's what I'm gonna give him
1: okay so going back to when you said he clasped his hands and was like what did did he say again all right guys so yeah and then he was he was just like talking at us really oh so he didn't like actually say like that there was a bigger reason besides
0: the strangulation felony and things like that it was that and it was that his stepmom that that whole occurrence with the ex-wife and the freaking out but I think that it really too was like he also didn't know what we did he also didn't know if i was a liar he didn't know how we made money why we were running how like just all of the things is a big question mark because he doesn't believe anything dick says and now i realize i said like he didn't believe it and so that was his explanation did he feel more comfortable once you explained these things
1: did he kind of just like no he didn't let his guard
0: he didn't let his guard down at all in fact he like doubled down when we started talking about feelings and he was like well I don't I don't know what you want he basically was like I don't know what you want for me you're gonna be 30 years old I'm not gonna like he essentially said like I'm not gonna father you like because Dick at some point said can't you just call me and be like, hey, how, how's your week going? How's your yeah, day? just like check in and be like, you're my
1: son. But you had mentioned that he said, I think it was in the last episode, you had mentioned that he said, listen, if I saw you in the street, we would not be friends. Right. But that's really sick to, to go back and like discover how his dad sees his relationship with being a father and, and a right. son. He thinks like, it's at a friendship level. No, it's a nurturing level and you need to check in. But it
0: wasn't even at a friendship level because he said we wouldn't be friends. And so that's that's what I'm saying. Why would you
1: even say be friends? Of course you're not friends with your son. You don't have to be friends with your son. Obviously when you, when you get older, you establish that, that kind of relationship with your parent, but parenting comes first.
0: You're always going to be my parent. I don't, it was the, honestly, like I feel like He's like an alien like he just doesn't understand the the human sounds like
1: he didn't have a lot of love or affection growing up and that wasn't instilled in him I don't I mean
0: I think he has a lot of siblings but no
1: I'm saying his dad
0: yeah I'm not sure about so then in turn like he that. didn't know how to
1: be a father figure to dick and dick the was always missing part, that
0: though is that? his current wife so Dick's stepmom has two daughters and I I don't think that I've ever met them but when his dad when Dick's dad left Dick's mom he got married and then he was like these two girls dad and like he would take them on trips and all of this stuff and like I don't want this to be like about his father at all because I don't like I don't re- I don't really even care about his dad but you know, from from my husband's perspective, it was like, my father abandoned our family, left his children, looks at him now, like not even a friend, but like an acquaintance or a stranger, yet ha- is, is friends or is, is a father to these two girls. And I think that that made him jealous and i think that jealous of his sisters his stepsisters yeah because he's like why do you guys get the best of my father you know what i mean right i'm literally just fighting for the The bare minimum the
1: bare minimum affection here
0: and i'm getting sat down now he's probably embarrassed too because it's in front of you yeah because i don't because again right this was like his idol everything that he's done in his life is and like, I've
1: actually heard from his mouth yeah sitting there telling me that his dad was his idol
0: yeah so it again was I was on the defense I was really upset listening to his dad say all of this stuff because it's different when it's a text but when your father is sitting there across from you being like yeah I don't really want to call you and check in I don't he, I think he actually said at one point like I don't care what's going on in your life
1: and he sounds like he's basically saying to you and to dick you're a disappointment and you've never made me proud of you and at this point i feel like i'm enabling you and i want to cut you off and until i'm
0: proud of you then i'll be in your life yeah but i i got like the impression that that was never going to happen and so how you know like kind of just to wrap up the conversation which was uber, uber uncomfortable for me, it, it came down to like, Dick said, well, I need you to be more of a father. And so what can that look like for you that you feel comfortable? Like, what are you willing to give? Because this is my ask. And his dad was like, well, I can try and make an effort to call and check in. And that was it that was really really sad it's it's terribly sad and it's very sad that like he's not the
1: only the only son that goes through that there's probably so many people out there that have this relationship with their father lack thereof
0: yeah it was uh it was really hard to see him hear that and and get spoken to like that by his father because up until that point i really was just like well this guy's just mean and I don't understand and maybe there's like some kind of disconnect or miscommunication but it wasn't it was very straightforward and so that was the promise or you know, whatever I'm going to try uh, and, I, and I'll give you a call and I'll make more of an effort to check in on you so okay fine I actually walked out because I was so uncomfortable and like he started on like um,
1: Did he notice that when you walked out to like maybe stop and be like Amanda come back I'm sorry let me no he didn't
0: I know. I I walked out because he was like talking about something with like how he didn't agree with his lifestyle choices and I had like just it was like beating a dead horse I was like okay I don't have anything more to say I've said everything I need I don't need to prove myself so I'm gonna go out to the car you guys can finish up the conversation which I did want to give them like time alone right but I just I had to get out of there because so I was like sweating I was so uncomfortable I'm like this is giving me anxiety like I'm a freak out so I just went out to the car and uh i didn't say bye and then probably about like five minutes later like they walked out and they said something whatever and i think he like waved to me whatever and then we started on the way home so then we're on our way home and we actually like called my mom because my mom has been like like my mom knows everything about our relationship and so she knows about his the relationship with his parents she knows about how he feels about his dad so as I am trying to, like, instill more communication and love and emotion into his family relationships to him. I'm telling my mom that I'm doing this too, and she's like, well, you know, like, don't push too hard, you know, like, it's, you Right, know. and you
1: also probably want, especially because Dick and your mom have been establishing a, a relationship mm-hmm. or some type of motherly figure towards him, you're probably like, I know that went really sour and not the way that you had expected it or wanted it to go, but I want you to know that you still have a support system and some type of, parental figure and probably when you called your mom thought that that would make him feel a little bit better
0: yeah and also like I just like couldn't believe it and like so I like you we, instantly
1: wanted to call your mom anyway. I
0: really was like because of course we've all had like our like okay we think that this is what's going on whatever like assumptions about the whole situation but then like to actually get validation in person and then I had to like we had to relay it to my mother because. I wanted her input, like... And also your
1: mother's really good with compartmentalizing Mm -hmm. and taking emotion out of the thing and just being straightforward and unbiased.
0: Yeah. And so I think that when we called, we really just, like, gave it to her straight. We're like, this is what happened, like, just how I said it, you know? And I think that all she said was, well, hey, like, I'm proud of you. Like, to him, she was like, Dick, I'm proud of you for talking about feelings because... Obviously, that's what's lacking and that you needed and you told him what you needed and so now Ball's in his court and you get to decide from here on out if he's going to meet your need or not and then you can decide where to go from there. So I think that that was good and of course like at his mom's house, we had had a deep conversation with his mom so that went well and I felt like it was kind of like the Christmas uh, communication endeavor was like closed there and we were heading home and it was like, okay, period, done, you know, and we can move forward. So um, the next thing that happens is New Year's Eve. And so we're in Vegas and this is like another really weird experience because, okay, so the reason that we had moved to Vegas and I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Worst decision of my life. But he said that he missed his friends so much. He's like, I miss my friends. Now, it's December, end of December. We moved there at the end of October. I haven't really, like, seen any friends besides Matt. And so, and I know that he has them. He has one friend that is married. And, like, Dick had kind of painted this picture, like, they live legit on the same street as us. So, like, we can go out like, you can hang with the wife, like, I can go to the gym with my boy, like, all of this. Well, when we moved there, we were really trying to make an effort to get together with them. And it kind of just always, like, just never, never worked out. And so I think that I had, like, added the wife on social media and was like, hey, we should get together, whatever. And we would talk here and there, but it was always like something came up if we were going to try and get together with them or me with her. Okay, fine. So it's... New Year's Eve and I'm like we should go out with your best friend and his wife we should do that I've never done Vegas New Year's Eve fireworks over the strip okay and he's like yeah let's do it so we make a reservation at like it might have been like Carmine's or something and we just kind of like we're making the reservation it's me and him and the wife and the wife's like yeah we're gonna do it okay but did you check with your husband she's like no 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 we're gonna do it and I'm like ah I don't like I feel like he needs to know. And she's like, no, I'll just tell him to, like, get dressed and whatever. So it's New Year's Eve. And she's like, yeah, come pick us up. I'm like, okay. So we head over there. And she comes out, but he doesn't come out. And she's like, yeah, he's pissed. He doesn't want to go. He's pissed that we made plans. Like, it, like he doesn't want to do anything. Like, they have dogs. He's like the dogs with the fireworks. He's, like, making all these excuses. And um, he eventually comes out. But he drives separately, so his wife's in the car, and I was like, "Oh man!"
1: Wait, like, the wife was in the car with you guys?
0: Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh man!" What? Because now I feel like bad because I feel like I'm coming in the middle of like a relationship. But this is his. This is Dick's, like one of his best friends, and so I'm well, like,
1: "Did you or Dick say like that's really weird?" You said he was down.
0: Well, I I didn't. I thought that that was really weird, but Dick was like whoa like i've never seen my best friend like this. so
1: dick had no communication with that friend no i during think this whole time and he I was just going had, off of what you said when you would never spoken to this woman before
0: yeah he was just kind of like all right we'll come pick you guys up like that's his wife like she should know if, if you guys are which gonna go which probably made,
1: made you feel good too because you're like oh well i initiated this you know i'm making an effort he's gonna be excited and then it probably well every attempt- from what it sounds like is going to shit Yeah,
0: like every attempt that I would take to try and bring his friends around us, whether that was, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? Oh, Dick is having a tennis tournament. You should come and support him. I know he misses you. Every attempt, it was like, ah, sorry, I can't. Ah, sorry, I can't. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's because he wants to be with his wife. But now here we are. I planned something. We, you know, Dick and I planned something because he was being very... New Year's Eve too. Like, what do you
1: have going on?
0: Also, like... Dick, at this point, is very, like, relationship-centric. Like, he's like, we're a team. And he, you know, we listen to the Jordan Peterson marriage three-part series. Then we have the conversation together with his family. You know, he's like, we're a unit. And so, as a unit, we're like, we're going to hang out with our friends. And so, it felt very good. But then it was this weird, like, oh, okay, well, he doesn't want to. Or, like, it was just awkward. So, we got to the, I, I don't remember. I think it was at Caesars, maybe? Carmine's? The Forum Shops. Is that Caesars? Yeah. Forums, yeah. So we're walking. And we got to the restaurant and we're eating. And I just feel like conversation is very awkward. So it's kind of like when you know that your friends are fighting and it's a little bit awkward because they're not really, like, engaging with each other. They're just engaging with you. And, the- <laughs> and it was just such a weird vibe. We had dinner. Um it was just very, very strange. So then we pay for the bill and we're walking out. And I think that it was probably close to midnight. because it was a later dinner. And so what we were gonna do is we were gonna go to the top of like the parking garage and watch the fireworks. So we go to the top and we're kind of just standing there like leaning over the railing. We have this really good view and the fireworks start. And so then my husband, Comes up behind me and is like hugging me during the fireworks and he's being all cute. But like his friend's on one side of him. His friend's wife is on the other side. And I just feel bad because I'm like it's midnight. You're supposed to kiss your person at midnight. Here's me and my husband being all lovey-dovey for like what seems like the first time. But like I just I wasn't I felt bad for them because I didn't know what was going on. And I knew that the plan for the rest of the night was we're having dinner at Carmen's or whatever and then I, we love the Golden Nugget. Like, they have, like, the $5 Blackjack or whatever and we were playing there and it was a lot of fun. And so, we were planning on going there and, like, his friend loves Blackjack. He, like, counts cards. So, we were like, there's no way that he, like, could say no. So, we're like, okay, guys, like, let's head down to the Nugget, you know? Like, let's go. The Nugget. Yeah, it is. His friend's like, I'm not going. I got to get home to the dogs. And he would, like, gestures to his wife. And he was like, well, like, let's go. And she, like, looks at us. And she's like, oh, I'm going with them. And so now, like, it's I... so awkward. I just felt so in the middle. But at the same time, I think that she also felt very uncomfortable. Like, I know her. And, like, we're really good friends. And she helped me out. She's helped me out so much through all of this. Like... I just felt very bad for her because I didn't know what was going on with him. And, like, I I still don't know what was going on with him at that time. But I will say, like, I know now that, like, that was just a moment for them. And, like, that happens. We were, you know, Dick and I were in a good moment. That wasn't a good moment for them. Okay, fine. But so she came with us. and Without him? Without him. And... I don't really so I'm trying to think if he followed us there I I don't think that he followed us there we went there we actually met up with Matt and we're like sitting at the blackjack table and we were probably there for like she was playing blackjack which I don't think she normally does um we were probably there for like an hour and a half and then all of a sudden like he shows up at the table like standing behind her and like Dick like, gestured, like, why don't you sit down? Like, you can take her place. She's, she doesn't know what you doing or, like, whatever. And he was, like, no, we're gonna go. And then they just left. And so, I don't know. Like, I, I, like I said, that was just a moment for them. But Dick was really, like, that made me uncomfortable. And he's, like, like, he's starting to talk about his feelings. So, I'm, like, anytime he's talking about it, I'm, like, okay, keep going, bro, you know? And He's like, that was not okay with me. He shouldn't have treated her like that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like nodding my head agreeing because I want him to keep talking. And um, the next day, he basically makes like this decision that he's not going to tolerate anybody in his life treating their wife that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember him telling me about this couple.
0: Yeah. And... And saying those exact words. Isn't that fucking funny? Like, he... Ain't that a bitch. (laughs) He literally defriended somebody that he's been friends with for years based off of the fact that he was like, oh, he's treating his wife poorly. Which, again, was he treating his wife poorly? Eh, Probably in the moment, not so great of a moment to have a fight. But, like, again, they're wonderful and they're married and that happens. But, like, I don't know why that was so easy for him to give up with him fucking damn well knowing who he is as a person like and so now he's only got Matt that's the only friend that we have so we came to Vegas to be around friends wait were you not like where are all the other friends that you run away to like where are they but that was it was them it was them too that's who it was it wasn't it wasn't like I have 10 fucking friends he you know he's the mayor so he knows everybody (laughs) he knows everybody and everybody loves him and then also now that's actually not the case as I'm finding out and now there's only one left and it's Matt and I'm like okay this is fucking great so awesome so the the rest of the night I actually think that Matt was at like some EDM festival that was like a New Year's Eve thing down at like that what is that thing called down there where the dubstep concerts are Oh, downtown Las Vegas Event Center. Yeah, the Event Center. And he, like, rolled through. um, And then we all went home. I think we dropped him off at home. The next few weeks really, like, consist of, like, going to the Venetian and the Palazzo with Matt and, like, sitting and watching him play Baccarat in, like, what do they call it? Like, the parlor or, like, the whatever the high-stakes room is. Just the high-roller room? Yeah, like, and you know there would be he'd have comps or whatever so he'd be like do you guys want to go get dinner so we go get dinner and so that was nice I always really appreciate that because like Dick didn't ever want to go out to eat really um and so we're going together but then it started to get more frequent that he would be like I'm gonna go out with Matt and he would like leave me at home Matt would come and get him I would have my car but he wouldn't be like I'm gonna go what would you be doing while he was out either like applying for jobs Or helping with, like, the consulting clients. Or just, like, doing nothing. Like, I always felt like when I was at home and he was out, I was like, why can't I go? We were going to the casino. Like, it's not like you have money to gamble. Was this around the time...
1: Sorry if my timeline's a little off, but was this around the time that I remember being home? And at this point, we only live, like, 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Mm -hmm. And you would be like okay, so, hey, is there any way that you can come over and help me? And I'd be like, help you with what? I was going through some stuff at the time, so, like, it's unlike me to have my house a mess. My house was a freaking pigsty. Yeah. And I was like, there's clothes everywhere, I'm back and forth with traveling, like, you're my best friend, you're literally family, we've known each other since sixth grade, and I was so uncomfortable to have you come over. And you would always constantly, I feel like you would text me all the time and be like, can I come over? Can we hang out? Yeah, it was probably
0: starting to be around that time because I...
1: I would feel like you were desperate to get out of the house because you felt like you had to. For sure, and that's like in the last... Because he was making you feel like you didn't have any friends.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: well, what I'm getting to is the fact that you had asked me, like, hey, is there any way you can come over and help me clean the house? I'm so just overwhelmed with everything that I'm doing for the business and stuff like that and
0: it probably it probably was around that time I know for sure I think it was the last episode that I mentioned like that I had left the house and like because I just like just to get out just to show him like yeah I can be alone you know and then I got lost and whatever and I felt really bad
1: about that too I was like Jesus and you know and then I think after that there were a few times where I would be like hey do you want to hang out like just me and you or whatever and then I would see that you yeah, guys I mean, were out with matt and i was like what yeah. the fuck like i asked you to hang out but i just feel like me and you were never on the same page with who was doing what or whatever but the fact being like i guess like, i don't want to just throw this in here because i think in one of your previous episodes you had mentioned that he said something about like basically gender roles like yeah you clean the house and stuff like that he said and, it was
0: below his pay grade to basically like, yes do anything. exactly
1: and i remember you asking me and i straight up was like what the fuck where's your husband Yeah. Like I literally texted you and I was like, you can keep up with the house if you designate certain days, like this day we do the laundry, this day we dust and, you know, sweep them off the floors, this day we clean the bathrooms, this day we, you know, change the bedding, things like that. Or obviously maintenance is, you know, doing dishes and things like that. But I I remember I don't want to do
0: any of it. I know, but I remember
1: you were embarrassed to tell me. I think I don't even know if you made up an excuse, but you said something along the lines of like, oh, well, he's doing this or whatever. And I'm like, there's no fucking excuse for that. Get off your fucking ass and help clean the house. The fact that my best friend is asking me to come over and clean your home is. Oh, my God, I don't, I can't even explain the feeling I got. It was like, and it's not like- cause it makes me sound like I have like a temper, but like I was like, what? i couldn't believe it and i felt so like angry for you because i know you and i know that you can get anything done if you felt the need to have to ask me to come over and help you clean the house that meant you were so overwhelmed and overloaded yeah. with the tests that he was either giving you or making you feel like just the weight of the world on your
0: shoulders that he was not helping carry at all well it's like i because he had Basically said, like, I'm not doing this. This is below my pay grade. And, and every if, time and I'd come i come there,
1: I'd see him sitting on the couch with his feet on the table, on his phone. Right. Watching fucking tennis
0: or but that's, something. But that's like, While you're up cooking dinner and, like... That's the whole point is that he feels like everything that he does, you know, if he's watching tennis, he's gambling. So he feels like, okay, my time is better spent this way because I could be making money doing this. If I'm cleaning, if I'm putting away my laundry or if I'm doing laundry or cooking... No money is being made and that is, at the end of the day, a waste of fucking time. A waste of time and, money. and how he sees it. But because I was run- like, I was running the whole consulting firm. He was not helping with that at all. And I was basically trying my best to keep up with the house and the dogs and like all of this stuff and at the same time trying to figure out like, I don't like, do I like this not working thing? Because to me, I'm feeling like I'm more and more everyday snowball effect overwhelmed this doesn't feel good so I'm like low-key applying for jobs like not saying anything also concurrently getting fucking extremely depressed like I was finding no joy in any part of the day I remember that I started sleeping in a lot and then he would also get mad at me for sleeping in and he'd be like uh chop chop like wake up and it's like I'm fucking sad you know and like you don't you're not seeing that at all and that bothered me and then the resentment all of that stuff. So you know, it's like it, it was just a huge snowball effect and I was really starting to realize that like this not working thing is not for me because I don't feel like I have a purpose and I and I remember like googling things and like looking at stuff like what is my purpose and trying to figure that out because I felt like I didn't have one and I didn't know what it was. And I felt I started feeling very lost. Um, I think that around like this time we ended up it was like a huge snowstorm and we actually went up to mount charleston with the dogs which i i was like it's gonna snow and i'm like it's gonna snow a lot and i'm I'm, like it's winter we should go up there and he's like i'm working and i go like it's not like you have a boss like let's just take two hours i need to put in (laughs) a two-week notice yeah like let's fucking go up to the mountain with the dogs they love snow wait till you see them in snow you're gonna be so happy and so he put on like uh we put on snow suits and whatever and we drove up and it was super fun it was like 16 inches of snow and the dogs just ate it up and loved it we had a good time and then we came home and when we got home he was like that was a gigantic waste of time I'm all wet and I'm super cold and I'm like god you
1: suck what a fucking pussy just god you suck and also we wouldn't have been able to do that in your
0: Prius we would have you like, know, we, at least we had my jeep. It's just so crazy to me that, like, in the moment, and I have photos and I have pictures of him fucking laughing and throwing snowballs in the air and the dogs are catching him. He was, like, he was genuinely happy in the moment. And then... Which, what a fucking mind fuck. Because you're, like,
1: looking at him and you're, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then you get home and, oh, my God, that's such a waste of fucking always. time. And you're, like, who are you? I don't know. And I'm constantly always. on edge because now I, I'm super hyper vigilant because I don't know who the fuck you are at what someone, moment if you're in a good mood you're actually not and I'm gonna always constantly not be in the moment with you because I'm gonna think you're having a bad time when you're actually like well, you're having a good time I I,
0: I truthfully like I don't Psycho. even know when that started me feeling like he was always having a bad time because someone said this to me the other day and they were like it's like he's an actor which is funny because that's what I said when I was like hey you're like you're good at acting you should do this fin dom only fans thing full time because you're good at that hindsight is fucking twenty i'm like literally i was telling myself everything i needed to know he was very capable of being happy in those moments which i felt like was genuine happiness because why would you lie about like why would you fake laughing and giggling with your dogs and your wife but then when we got back like the mask came off and the true colors started to show And I was like, oh, so you were just playing the role to get through that moment and that scene. Because they're not, they can't feel. They literally cannot feel. Yeah.
1: And so they're able to look at other people's happiness and mirror that. They're able to mimic other people's emotions. And so he was doing that in order to get through it because he knew it would make it only more miserable if he was showing that he wasn't having a good time because then you wouldn't be having a good time the dogs would probably sense it everything would be chaotic so he played that role until he got home and he was like
0: "Fuck yeah i can take this mask off now i can really be who i am yeah but didn't take like didn't even waste any time to just be like that was fucking horrible we're never doing that again to like bring me down from the high that i was on because it was always like a knock you down kind of thing yeah so um another thing i found so how I timeline these episodes out is I go through my picture timeline and I look because I'm very visual and I found a bunch of screenshots that was like right after going to Mount Charleston and it was screenshots from, I don't like just online forums about like feeling grief, but not knowing like where your grief is coming from. Like I feel sad, like I've lost something, but like, I don't know what it is. And there was one that was like different types of loss, like a primary loss, like someone dies. Yeah, and it was then, your identity because everything was in Scottsdale for you, right? And then the 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 thing I screenshot was secondary losses, and it lists all of these types of second loss of identity, loss of friendships, loss of um, passion, purpose, all of this. And I screenshot things for a reason, you know. Yeah. And so, like, there I'm are things glad... that are
1: resonating with you in that moment.
0: Yeah. So it's really it's profound to me because I know that I do things in the moment, but then I forget about them because I'm so ADD. And I know that I screenshot that to kind of like document that this was where I was at mentally at that time. So this is like really where I'm starting to realize like I'm kind of losing myself, even though I definitely had lost myself before that. But this is when I'm starting to notice it, so you know that it's like really bad. So, you know, if I am starting to notice it, you can fucking bet that my mother is starting to notice it because she calls me all the time. She talks to me, she tried at that point she's probably calling me every day, you know? and. She had sent me flowers. She sent me like multicolored tulips, which, like, it was the I don't know, it was January. It was about to be February. She sent me tulips and then she sent me like these little index cards that had like, that she had handwritten. And it was like, you're beautiful and have nice boobs. Like, (laughs) uh, you stand up straight and stick them out or like something, whatever. And like, so I put them on the bathroom mirror. And I looked at him every day and I was like, okay, if my mom's feeling it, now it's real. I know that that's real and I really am sad and depressed. And it scares me because I had been in dark places prior to knowing him that I didn't really remember, but I knew they were bad. And but now comparing it to the dark moments that I've had with him, I don't want to ever feel like that. And so I'm terrified of getting back to the place of like when he ran away after the wedding or all those moments. So I'm trying fucking really hard internally. To be like, you're not sad. You're not sad. Like, affirm every day, like, you're not sad. This is just a moment. Like, get through it. And I'm, like, talking myself through my own life well, and daily. So you, I mean, I
1: am a firm believer that your body listens to your brain. Yeah. You know? So if you're telling yourself, I'm not sick or I'm not sad, but also that kind of hinders you and your growth or your, your healing in any way because... If you're not feeling those emotions
0: that you're going through, you're just burying them deeper and deeper. Well, I think that, like, really, a, he's a strong believer in if you're not there, act like it, and then you'll get there. If you're not rich, dress like you're rich, and then you'll be around rich people, and you'll eventually get... Like, that... It's like that weird fake fucking affirmation shit. hmm And I was like, okay, whatever I'm doing right now isn't working for me. So... Maybe I should start doing that. So I started faking being happy to try and actually be happy. And that's fucking not how that works. We all know that. So that's where I was at in that moment. So also, right, I'm sad. My mom knows. Dick doesn't know. He can't really tell. Um, I'm trying just to like kind of like, I don't know entice him to do something nice for me and if you can remember I wanted and thought that he was going to get me the ring that I had originally wanted for my proposal on Christmas but that didn't end up happening because he's not a planner and whatever truth be told it's because he doesn't care but um I kept sending him that ring because it was like $199 and it was on sale like post Christmas so I was like if I keep sending it to him he'll get it and then eventually I'll be happy and so I'm doing that and I felt like I was really just like begging for love all the time not just in that ways but in in many different ways um so he he still at this point hadn't hadn't gotten me the ring but in January he decided to be like you know what let's go to a Lakers game because Lakers are his favorite basketball team so he's like we're gonna drive there always fucking driving okay fine so we drive to LA and he actually got really great seats and I'm pretty positive that somebody had paid for them like he had put on Twitter or something like I want to go to the Lakers game like send this much money and somebody did and so we got good seats um, he also had scheduled, like, somebody to, like, meet at our hotel, like, in the lobby with him, but that person never ended up showing up, and I'm like, okay, like, I don't know, like, when the fucking lines got crossed that the boundaries that I had put in place, like, no longer existed, but it was always, like, he's like, okay, yeah, like, now it, it's no holds barge, like, at any point, if I can make money doing fin dom or doing, like, the shit online, like, I'm gonna do it. Um like so, there's no boundaries. There was no boundaries. And it was like he was just openly being like, Yeah, someone is gonna come to the lobby, I'll just go downstairs. And it was like not like an ask. It was like this is what's gonna happen. Um, but that never ended up happening. So the Lakers game was actually pretty fun, um, because the seats were good and like I, I love watching basketball. And then we went back to the hotel. I think we had a drink on the rooftop and we went to bed and then we went home. Um you know, when we're back home, I'm feeling pretty like positive because of the trip and because he like took me to do something, you know, and like he was paying for stuff. Again, I don't know how he has the money to do this because I feel like everything's really tight, but maybe I'm thinking like that's because I don't have a job. I do have a job and it's making money, but it's going to the business account, which he is in charge of all of the bills. And so the money's coming out and you know, bills are being paid and whatnot so I'm always like subscribing to this idea that we're trying to save money so that we can have a down payment for our eventual like forever home so I'm trying to make dinners at home all the time like and trying not to eat out I'm trying to be like very very wifey homemaker like trying to just look up recipes and like do the most and um the only time we ever really went out was if we were going out with Matt and things were paid for at the Venetian or Palazzo. So um, this actually was like around the time where like you started coming over and hanging out with us a lot. And that was nice, um, you know, we would do like, I don't know, we would do like maybe dinner or like order, or maybe I cooked or something. And then we'd, you know, open a bottle of wine, whatever. And we'd go downstairs in that game room and play like the free games, like Buck Hunter or whatever. And that makes me think of the experience that, like, I didn't know up until, like, when was that that you told me that? Maybe two months ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Um, But so I'll let you tell that story because it's your firsthand experience. But, like, just if we're painting the picture, we're downstairs in the, like, media room, I guess you can say, of our apartment complex.
1: So these apartment complexes have... I guess in the leasing office, um, these rooms that you can either rent, but you're in your situation, they were open all night Yeah, and there was pool tables and I mean, there was even like a bar down there. Um, and obviously the, the desks where people come in and they sign their leases and things like that. It was huge. There was a tanning room, um, you know, co-ed bathrooms and things like that. So we were down there, and we were drinking a little bit, listening to music, playing pool, and you were playing buck hunter. And I think this might have, I don't know how many times have I've been over hanging out with you guys. Like, this is probably like the third. It
0: was ab- either the second or the third.
1: Uh, yeah, I think this was around like the third time that I was hanging out with you guys, and I had noticed that you were losing substantial weight mm-hmm. um, very quickly. And, yeah, sure, you were being active, like, I think playing tennis and things like that or it was kind of chilly outside so maybe not Um, but it wasn't like you were going to the gym every single day and on a strict diet or anything like that so I was like thinking to myself okay going off of what you had said like can you come over and help me clean I had started to notice some changes in you and I was like what the fuck like I know that we're just getting back into our friendship and stuff like that but I still know you Mm -hmm. and you just didn't seem happy when I would come over I felt like you felt like you could breathe again, you enjoyed the fact that there was a friend there, Mm -hmm. and I think he liked it as well. So we're drinking, you're playing Buck Hunter, you're killing it, and I remember he had gone to the bathroom, and I came and I said, I'm gonna go to the bathroom too. I knocked on the door, and I said, can I come in? And I opened the door, he was washing his hands, and these were like stalls and things like that in there, it wasn't like I just walked into the bathroom with him alone, and I said, I need to talk to you, and I shut the door. And I said, I'm just going to be blunt. Is my best friend losing weight because in a healthy way? Or because you're making her feel like she needs to lose weight? Insinuating like, is she severely fucking depressed? Or are you making her feel like she is not good enough? And he literally, with a smile on his face, proceeded to tell me, let's be real. A man is never going to have a flat stomach without plastic surgery. Or a tummy tuck. And I swear to God, I had to, like, bite my tongue because I I didn't know if he was kidding. And I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I thought, I I don't know, I was just hoping that it would be, like, a joke. Like, he would recant his words in some way. And then he proceeded to pull out his phone and pull up two of his ex-girlfriends who are very beautiful. One being, like, I don't know, she's, like, a bodybuilder or what, but they're both, like very fucking pretty and he proceeded to show me pictures of them and who he used to date (laughs) and then I was about to light his ass up and you knocked on the door and I was like nope there's no way I'm telling her that especially if she's obviously clearly losing weight because she feels like he's making her feel like she's not good enough or in some way shape or form there was no fucking chance I was telling you and I just felt sick to my stomach after that and I was like I hate this guy like who does he think he is Mr. Speech Impediment like I not just to think, sit here and rip on him, but like, I could not fucking believe I'd never counter encountered anybody talk about somebody like that, let alone their better, like their wife, like to their best friend, you literally orchestrated us becoming friends again. And yeah. to say that to me was disrespectful to me as well, because I'm like. You just put me in a terrible fucking position.
0: Well, it's almost like he expects you to, like, keep the secret that he said that. I as think because he thought, to- oh, she
1: worked in the Vegas clubs. Like, you know, she, you know, used to wear a bikini for work and stuff like that. She'll, it was, like, showing off to me, like, with his ex-girlfriends or something. And I'm like, who, who do you think you are? You don't have to prove yourself. And, like, that is my best friend. That's family right there. I wanted to hurt him. Like, I was so... It was, I can't even describe the disgusting feeling that I felt. It was like, I don't know, just some type of like protective instinct. I was like, I want to kill this guy. I can't believe it. I'm, it happened. I don't know what it was. Somebody sent you to that door because it was not about to be pretty.
0: Well, I just, I think that it's funny because I know for a fact that like I, I had, I don't know I would like ask him like I I knew that I was losing a lot of weight because tennis was like really good for me it was really good for like my mental health and stuff but also really good for my body and I could tell and I would be like hey look like look at how my body looks and he'd be like I know you look great he would be like you look amazing you're so skinny like positive affirmations when I would ask questions about my body looking for them because obviously I know the same things that now you know about his exes and whatnot and I always kind of felt like a little bit inferior uh, like looks wise Um, and so yeah like when you told me that I was like wait what because in those moments when we would all three of us be together at the apartment I again it was one of those moments where I really felt like we were me and him were a united front
1: yeah you seemed very like comfortable
0: yeah like I felt like this is a this is good this is a good moment and to know that, like behind my back, he was telling you that to me of all people. Yeah, I'm like it, that. Just like really illustrates who he is, because again, it's like it was. In he, that I'm moment, telling you, like you know? this look
1: on his face was kind of sadistic. It was he enjoyed saying that that something to me, like in that manner, and he enjoyed. I I I can't even describe it. I'm at a loss for words. I'm not. I'm not getting, and it's actually making me sick thinking about it because. Yeah. Of the smile that he had on his face and like it was like he was making fun of you and like I I'm not gonna go any further because it's I feel uncomfortable even talking to you about this right now it it took me a very long time to even be able to tell you that
0: yeah I mean I I guess I don't really feel like when you first when you initially told me I was like I wasn't like shocked because I kind of always thought that like in in the back of my mind, I was like, he's telling everybody that he doesn't like me because he's treating me like he doesn't like yeah, me. Yeah, he's telling his clients or whatever. Yeah, like, you not know what me. I mean? And I had heard on, on some of the cameras, like, when I was away in Alabama, like, him saying, like, horrible things to me and I'm just, like, or about me. And I'm like, I just put it in, like, this little pocket in my brain and I was like, I don't really fucking care because what is he saying to me? And that is a huge indication of, like, where I was at mentally because I wasn't... Going off of, like, his actions, I was going off of what his words were when his actions were completely contradicting his words. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think I look great, but you're saying this to my best friend. Oh, you think I look great, but I see you liking girls' well, Because pictures. it's hard for like, us
1: to just imagine how someone could say, and, you know, like, <sighs> he's already got you, right? You're already his wife. There are men out there that will say things to you to either get into your pants or get with you. He's already got you. You've expressed—I don't know how many times—that you guys had a very healthy sex life. He didn't yeah. need to do much. There would be times where you'd be texting him like, "Oh, do you have time for a quickie or whatever?" While he's upstairs on fucking ChatterBait or whatever he's on. Yeah. And so it wasn't like he had to like try that hard. I don't. I don't know. Like, well, you I would mean, think it was that actually... When somebody gives you a compliment, that they actually mean it. Why else go out of your way? Yeah. You've already got me. You're not trying to get anything out of it.
0: That's actually always like a super confusing thing to me too is, you know, and I think I know the answer is like, how was the sex life so healthy if you, cause it would lead me to believe that if he was saying that to you, that there was something that he did not find attractive about me. And I don't think that's what it was. I think he seriously thought he was trying to impress me in that moment and but like what kind of like what, that doesn't even make sense at all though like why would he put your best friend down to impress you because
1: I worked in Vegas he called himself the mayor of Las Vegas he had to like build up oh, this like, like this status is, this is
0: the person I dated look how great they are kind of thing
1: yeah like oh, he maybe, he but... thought maybe I was thinking something about it was a, in a sense to be like oh, I know what you're thinking before you even say it. No, I don't, f- I fucking am wondering when my best friend's with you. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. And I think he was trying to get ahead of it. Like some of those people that are constantly paranoid, he seems like the type of person that is paranoid about what people think of him at all times. And he probably was telling himself in his head, well, you're, you're used to being around beautiful women all the time. So let me just prove to you, like I am too.
0: Yeah, like my status. My sense? status is for real because but look, he because no I- look who I dated.
1: Yeah, but he has no idea. Like that. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. But like, God, when we were lived here, like, you're you're still absolutely gorgeous. Like, I just I feel like he, just th- I don't know maybe he told himself in his head like maybe this is what this person's thinking i have to say it first before they say it to me (laughs) does that make sense i'm trying to like explain no i mean he was trying to prove sick
0: brain was trying to prove like his he might have been trying to prove like his status to you by showing you like the people that he dated and And little does he
1: know i don't give a shit i think there are some people that i've worked with that care about that i'm not one of those people yeah
0: but he was thinking that based off of how they look would prove that he was inferior like he was the best and it's like okay like they have abs that's great okay they're in in, you know hustler magazine that's great it's like no like that doesn't make you a good person that doesn't make you cool bro like you know yeah he's um, very surface level yeah I mean everything is about the aesthetic and if you really think about it like we mentioned 10,000 times it's like what would he look like if he stopped taking the trend or stopped taking the anti-estrogen Probably fucking not what he looks like now
1: and a lot of people probably a lot of men at least probably have that same stigma about women there there's a stigma about women the same way like it's a double standard yeah okay if we stop getting botox or mm-hmm. putting hair extensions and are getting our nails done what we look like yeah our natural fucking selves and you know men it's not as obvious all the time with the work that they do or get done and so like you said everything would just which is really funny slowly reversing
0: to think about it actually now because during that time i was not getting lashes i was not getting my nails done and i don't and you only did that because you thought you had to. You hated get, putting extensions in. I remember we went out in Scottsdale one time for no, Halloween. No, I'm saying I didn't have any of those things because I he wouldn't let me go and get extensions. He wouldn't let me go get eyelashes and he wouldn't let me go get nails because we needed to save money.
1: Right. So, but he made you feel like in the beginning that that was like, remember you said you got your, your hair extensions put in and you got your eyelashes done. For whatever. sure. He was like, oh my God, I love that. But then would make you feel bad about it, and mm-hmm. then tell your mom behind your back that you're spending all this money, and it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So it's this is funny what you want.
0: I don't like this stuff because it's like, I at that time was actually probably the most natural Amanda that I have been, and it it yeah, it's just the whole thing is ridiculous. But, anyways, um, so he actually finally like. Was like, okay, we can get you the ring. And I was like, oh, okay. But here's the here's the caveat. He was like, you have to order it because I don't know what website it's. On. And I'm like, I've sent you the link five thousand fucking times. What are you talking about? So I go in the office. He's like, yeah, use the business card. Okay, use the business card. I place the order for my own fucking ring.
1: Which is the business account. Which is the where business you're also account. putting money into it.
0: Yeah, and actually. I realized after I ordered it that the money that was in the account was my money. So I bought my own ring and I waited, I don't know how fucking long, to buy my own ring. And I was just like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I'm going to get it. Just fucking brush it under the rug. It's fine. I'm getting what I want. And that that's kind of like my mentality forever. But, so, <laughs> before I placed the order, I made sure... To ask him, are all the bills paid? Is the rent paid? And he's like, yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. Because, again, I don't have access to, like, see these things. That's what I was going to ask. And, like, I don't have access to see it, but I'm asking him. And he's like, yes. And I see the money coming out. So, I'm like, yeah, okay. It is. So... Well
1: how do you see the money coming out if you don't have access to
0: I have you, access to the bank account, but I don't I I wasn't paying attention to like the bill pay like the actual like merchants so and stuff. May
1: I ask, like what at what point with his car getting repossessed and, you know, things like that and you guys being behind, your phones getting shut off, at what point were you like, Let me step in and you're you're sitting here trying to take the load off of every aspect of his life? At what point were you like, Let me step in and control the finances to make sure that Well, I
0: wasn't. I wasn't. I think I was in kamikaze mode. I was like, I want him to fail because he said that he could. And so um, I didn't. And I also didn't have a job, truthfully, because at this point I was kind of like tapering back from the consulting. So I could not step in and be like, hey, yeah, the money that you're making most of, like I'm going to come in and say like you're not doing a good job when I couldn't prove that he wasn't doing a good job. Yes, car got repossessed. He was behind payments well before we even moved to Las Vegas. So like... I just think it's really important to, like, say that at this point. But, like, the ring came, okay? And he he's excited. He's excited. He's like, the ring's here. Okay. So we go to the mailbox together. And we get it. And we take it out. And I think I actually got two. I got, like, a band that was supposed to go with it. But it was, like, too bulky. And then it was the ring. And he's like, oh, take it out. And I'm like, okay. He's like, oh, try it out. And he, like, takes it out and, like, puts it on my finger. And he's like... Take a picture. And so I take a picture of him, like, holding my hand with the ring on my finger. And, like, this is, like, the telltale Amanda sign. I posted that picture and thanked him for getting me the most amazing ring, the ring that I wanted. I remember that picture. I think that I said, like, oh, look, like, my wonderful husband got me, like, he upgraded or something like that. And... That is, truthfully, anybody who's watched this whole thing, like, just unfold through social media, I would, I was always posting positive things about him all the time. None of them were valid or warranted. All of them, and it wasn't to prove to anybody that I had a great life. It was, truthfully, to, it was for him. I wanted him to see That I loved him so much that even though he knew he was so shitty to me, that I would still choose him and, like, elevate him to the public. I thought that if I did that, that again, that would make me irreplaceable and, like, he wouldn't leave. And that's really, like, where I was at. And, you know, it's sad, Do you think looking back, does it
1: anger you? Knowing that he probably... Knew what you were doing and took advantage of that, and maybe was like, "I know what she's doing, but it's working for me, so I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing."
0: No, I think that that because she's
1: not going to demand any more than that.
0: I think that that gives him too much credit into the thought process of it. I actually don't think that he thought about it at all, because he wouldn't even like the posts that I made. So I, I just don't... can't
1: believe when you, in one of your episodes recently that record i have to bring that up that recording that you played of him and him saying our lives aren't separate even my last 12 posts half of them have you in it it even says we're married i'm like who are you what are you talking about like yeah that is that was wild to me it broke my heart listening to that um and i'm just i'm sorry
0: yeah i mean me sick it's uh it's a true testament i think to what can happen to your mental health when you become like it's a trauma bond and like you can't really like break free from it because it's all you really have left and so you're gonna do anything and say anything to salvage and make sure that that person doesn't leave because in your mind in my mind at the time if I were to be like outward about him being a shitty person or making me feel a certain type of way then you would have to be
1: put in a position for people to outward influences coming in and demanding that you
0: leave and you didn't want that yeah I I never because I wouldn't have even if somebody said leave I wouldn't have fucking left it was in in fact fact, I I probably would have left them because they weren't supportive of my relationship and And it was probably easier
1: for you to be like I'll deal with this internally rather than bringing outside sources in and then also disappoint I'm already disappointing myself and then I have to like disappoint them as well because I know I'm not going to leave because I don't think enough people talk about or understand Mm -hmm. if you have not been in a trauma bond you don't get it and everyone on the outside is like god why why didn't you do this why didn't you leave then you're so stupid like yeah no shit we know we were stupid like or you knew you were stupid like it's It's, you don't know it until you're in it. You really don't. And it's a terrible place to be. But once you're out, you're free. And you're like, please, God, I never want to make that same mistake or fall into it
0: again. But it also, I just think that I, like, I know that I'm strong now. But I thought that I could handle so much more than I was capable of at that time I thought that I could be completely and utterly depressed, completely and utterly like just starved of love and, and like prior, like prioritization over anything. Like I was last on the totem pole and I thought that at the same time of being just like completely just starved of everything that I could also like lead the team and and, and change his mind or make him love me or change who he was as a person who he's always been for 30 years of his life. And that right there is and was the whole entire problem. Method acting, a technique of acting in which an actor aspires to complete emotional identification with a part. Interesting, if you really think about it. Dick was acting, playing the role of husband, alpha fin dom master, and the innocent Mormon church boy. I was acting, playing the role of content wife the businesswoman who had it all figured out, and the happy Midwest girl who chased her dreams west and achieved them without fail. Everyone was acting. Everyone is acting. Friends act like they like your spouse or support your dreams. Parents act like they believe in your vision and trust your judgment so the real question is how do we differentiate between someone who is acting and someone who is aspiring to be? We don't. We trust. We have faith. But more importantly we watch. Thank you for tuning in week after week. I appreciate your rates, reviews, and all your shares They truly mean the world to me. Until next time, I'm your host, Amanda Arnier, and this is The Dichotomy Diaries.